another week welcome back yeah faithful listeners if anyone is back for episode two we're elated yes i'm excited like we got a few like positive reviews from friends who listen so thank you guys absolutely yeah very cool and um lots of new followers both on um some of the podcast platforms and on the Facebook page. So um if you haven't done that, um please do um follow us and like us and subscribe. That would be great. Review. Yes. Review, rate, all of those things are really important for mm-hmm. podcasts in the podcast world. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh Merry Post Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of days to the new year. Ah, yes. <laughs> a few days left. I'm in that beautiful in-between place of still on vacation, but at home. So I don't ever really know what day it is. Not yeah. really, Not really quite sure where we are on the calendar. It's, <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, I saw that meme a couple of times on, I think, Facebook and Instagram today, so I was cracking up. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of acutely aware of what day it is, so for, you know, a myriad of reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's good, it's good. It's a nice little low-key time getting some things done. So yeah. So, what's been going on in the news, or what kind of struck your fancy this week? Well, a couple of things, or at least one that's been connected to something that happened earlier this month that I wasn't aware of, um, which I thought was just an interesting um, interesting coincidence. So, today, in the uh, beautiful state of Alabama, um, Mr. Uh, Doug Jones uh, was finally certified as the winner of this month's special Senate election. So Senator Doug Jones, I should say. Um, And um, yeah, congratulations. I can think, I always think of like, it's like a rapper name, but I think that's Mike Jones, not Doug Jones. But anyway, that's what I thought. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) No, that's completely wrong. Wow. Yeah. Doug Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he wants to incorporate that into his repertoire. You never know. Stranger things have been known to happen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, um, so, okay. So, of course, we all know the whole Alabama situation. um, But just as a brief update, uh, 
it was Doug Jones, the Democrat, versus Roy Moore, the Republican, in what is a deeply uh, red state and where really Roy Moore was considered a shoe-in uh, to replace uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, um, who had uh, vacated that seat, obviously, to go be Attorney General. Um, and um, and then uh, we had all these allegations come out against Roy Moore um, by women, several several women. I don't even know what the number was at last um, at last count, um, but by a slew of women uh, who were accusing him of sexual misconduct. And the worst part, as if that wasn't bad enough, was that. These accusations, most of uh, a good handful of them went back to when he was in his 30s and the women were as young as 14 years old. Yeah, like I stopped listening to the allegations because of the when I heard the report that he was barred or banned from a shopping mall. I was like, what do you have to do (laughs) to catch the attention of the people at the shopping mall to the point where they're like, you get out of here. Don't get out. Me. Yeah, you don't yeah, get... Yeah, so I was like, yeah. okay, so he's like, yeah, like a perv. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're the... He's... Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. Really bad. So, um, so yeah, so that was a real big setback for um, not just Roy Moore and his, uh, obviously his wife and family and anyone who's related to him, but also for the Republican Party in... Alabama, um, who, you know, he was widely, widely uh, expected to win that special election. Yeah, Democrat hasn't, you know, won in 25 years. Right. Yeah, there was no reason for him not to. But obviously, this was a good, good reason for him not to. Um, And so, (laughs) um, so that happened, and he lost. Um, not by a landslide, but definitely, you know, there was he he, he did not get the majority of the votes. Um, and the fact that it was that he didn't lose by a landslide is, or like stop running, is just to me just like appalling. But continue. Yeah, so problematic. But yeah. he, um, yeah, he was uh, basically just under fifty percent. He had forty eight point three percent of the vote. Um, There was a good handful, I think they said something like 1.3 or 1.7, I might be getting that number mixed up, of people who just wrote in another candidate, Um, and then everyone else who went ahead and voted for Doug Jones. And Mm -hmm. so since then, that was on December 12th, um, he has refused to concede. Hmm. uh, Situation here in Atlanta, the mayor's race. (laughs) That's right, that's right, with Keisha. Keisha, yeah. who, Keisha won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that was just problematic because um, the um, sorry, that's I'm in my car, folks. Sorry about that. Everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just bear with me. All right. Um, this is similar situation he refused to concede and then um he then um filed a last minute lawsuit this last wednesday seeking to delay the certification of jones's win and 
Mm. He also launched a fraud investigation into... Wow. Yeah. It was a whole lot. So that... um, All of that, just all of that was just so problematic. Mm. And um, he... um, so, so, to, so wait. The thing about this was he launched this this whole fraud and you know saying that the fraud in, in the election results, um, but it didn't go through. Like nobody would. He 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 like filed. Um, also, this was interesting. I don't even know how this was supposed to work. He filed a with a Montgomery County Circuit Court judge. Um, he who um, where he filed a restraining order to stop the state's action. And I was like, what does that even mean? How do you file a <laughs> restraint order against, like, uh, the government? Like, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so he was just, it was just a mess. He could. He was doing everything that he could to make it so that this was not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was, a, it was a problem. Um, and, of course, none of this worked. And not only that, uh, Moore did not – so it, everything went through. The certification process proceeded as planned. That happened – today is Thursday, so it was earlier today, uh, with the Secretary of State, the Governor, and the Attorney General, who were all Republicans, all signed off on the proceedings. So, you know, Doug Jones is officially uh, the winner of the Senate seat. Um, and then, furthermore, though, as if all of this wasn't bad enough, as if Roy Moore was already not looking just – just bad all around. Mm-hmm. He then um, <laughs> he has still not conceded to Jones, nor has he congratulated him on his win. And instead, he issued a defiant statement, reiterating his allegations of voter, thro- voter fraud, um, and basically saying that um, you know that there's that. He's just, he's not backing down, which is insane because there's nothing else to be done about it. Like, I don't, it's so, so bizarre. So, yeah, so he's, um, he's really focused on this idea that um, there was fraudulent and intimidating advertisements from some um, organization that he believes was funded by the Democratic Senate Majority PAC um, and whatever else, but all of it is kind of adding up to nothing, and it's just making him look worse. Like, I mean, it's, I, that's impossible. Yeah, you you would think that you know, like, really, like, could you look even like worse and be like more of like a ridiculous person? And yeah, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So, so how so, like what's been happening or what you've been reading? Oh, okay. So the other thing that was interesting about this, other than just Roy Moore is an idiot, is <laughs> that um, earlier this month, um, on December uh, 4th, um, over in England, uh, the um, was the death of Christine Keeler. Now, for those of you who might not know who Christine Keeler is, she is uh, had become kind of this icon of uh, political sex scandals in the UK sixties. She had um, basically had an affair with John uh, Profumo, who um, was um, a, 
a United Kingdom or British. Um, he wasn't uh, prime minister. He was under the. Um, no. I think he, he was, was a secretary of some sort. Yeah, he was secretary. I'm trying to find my notes here where it said exactly what his title was. Well, if um, you watch The Crown, like I know, like yeah. we watch a bunch <laughs> yeah. of people watch The Crown. There was like a whole episode where she was involved, right? And like yeah. they kind of talked about this whole um, thing and how they tried to tie in Prince Philip with this whole scandal. I remember yeah. that. Yes, so here it is, yes. So he became involved with the Secretary of State for War, John Profumo, Mm. back in about 1961-62 when all of this came to light. And it was a a huge thing because, obviously, um, he was a major player with, you know, international affairs, uh, you know, between Britain and other countries. And so, you know, him getting involved with just, you know, just anybody it was a huge sex scandal back then, and mm-hmm. um, and she was also known to have a sexual relationship with a Russian naval attaché whose name was Eugene Ivanov, and who was a friend of um, um, their their mutual friend Stephen Ward, and that's who you hear about a lot in the gra- in the Crown as well. Um, Stephen Ward is the um, the chiropractor. Yeah, the chiropractor guy, the osteopath. Um, yeah, so he moved in kind of these aristocratic circles. He was known for kind of putting people together um, from, like, various different, um, both, like, yeah, political circles, celebrity circles, or whatever. Um, Some news reports have even described him as her pimp. Um, So I don't know how accurate that is, but basically he, he was kind of seen as sort of a master puppeteer with her in terms of, connecting her with different people mm-hmm. um, and John Profumo being one of them and then this other guy Eugene Ivanov mutual friend of theirs also being a- another and so again 1960s you've got one woman sort of in this love triangle between a major political player in the British government and another uh, you know um, po- politically tied um, player in the Russian um, naval, um, or the Navy, I should say. So the whole thing was basically a disaster. <laughs> and um, she, um, she, the thing that was interesting about the article that I read, this political article that I read, was that it, it was making the connection that the fact that she just died, it was just so coincidental, uh, her passing away at the same time as we here in the U.S. are going through all these growing pains with regard to sex scandals and sexual abuse and kind of, you know, really... Misconduct. Yeah, yeah, the sexual misconduct all overall and how, you know, while they're, while she's passing away, um, having basically lived her life under the, um, you know, with, with the, this veil on her from, from everything that happened, um, during her her heyday or whatever, mm-hmm. we're here with, you know, we've got, like we just talked about Roy Moore, um, we've got Representative John Conyers and Senator Al Franken, um, both on the cusp or, or have now tendered their resignations due to the allegations of sexual misconduct. And um, just, I thought it was just interesting that how, how um, deeply the tide has uh, 
turned, and, you know, the pendulum has really swung from one end to an extreme other, where uh, for her, uh, while this was happening and when everything came out, she was um, really, you know, just completely, yeah, she was obliterated by the media, um, seen as just, you know, um, you know, just basically the whole, like, slut-shaming thing and, and mm-hmm. everything, and this whole idea that, um, that although although Profumo did end up having to resign, yeah. he, didn't have, he didn't have to resign, though. It was interesting to me. He didn't resign because of the affair. He re- resigned as a result of having lied to Parliament about the affair. Yeah, um, he said, like, no, and then they found out, that, yeah. Right, so it was very much, I mean, it, it was very much uh, Bill Clinton, like, I did not have sexual relations type of denial, <laughs> and, um, and, and then it turning out to be quite the opposite, and so he, re- he ended up having to re- resign in disgrace, uh, and it almost seemed more so in disgrace for having lied about it than having just actually had the affair itself. Um, and so sort of this whole idea that, you know, back then you have this early 60s sex scandal that centered around the same type of thing, you know, an affair, a, a politician having an affair with a young woman. Um, uh, she wasn't 14 years old. Thank you very much, Dirty Pants Roy Moore. But, right. Um, but she was, um, but it was her that really ended up living her life under the shadow of everything that happened. And Profumo right. stepped down because of having lied to Parliament. But you have here, you know, uh, now really, you know, what feels like the beginning of the opposite of that, where uh, the women involved in these sexual misconduct allegations are being taken. Their, their stories are being taken at face value, right. um, and um, and it is the men who have been the initiators of the bad conduct who have um, finally, you know, are being called on the carpet for the misconduct. Right. It's only took how long for this to kind of happen? Like, the thing that everyone knows has been going on forever. Mm-hmm. They've gotten to a point where you're like, enough already. Like Enough already. Enough. Like get over it stop so yeah okay that's kind of interesting um yeah because I, I do like you know I didn't know anything about that um whole thing until I um watched the crown I just thought that was um kind of interesting I didn't want to know like kind of what ended up happening to her so that was yeah wow yeah so just you know sad I mean it seems like you know she definitely moved on um, but she was remarried twice, in the end, like, you know, divorced both times. She has two sons who outlived her um, and um, and who also just kind of said, yeah, you know, she kind of ha- has lived under the shadow of this her whole life, you know, the, the popularity or the notoriety. The, the notoriety, I should say, that she gained, thank you, mm-hmm. for um, for her involvement in that scandal was basically – paid for by you know having to live with the, the quote from the um from one of the um biographers that worked with her on her uh, biography said um quote her as saying it's been a misery for me living with christine keeler 
Um, and basically, you know, just the idea that, like, her name would always be uh, associated with um, the scandal and um, all the publicity and all the, the bad press that came with that and that she never was really able to get out from under that. And that's just really um, um, and it's an unfortunate to see choices on both her and the and Profumo and whoever else's part turn into something that make it so that you can't move on in life. Right. So, um, so yeah. So that's my newsworthy um, piece. Uh, uh, Roy Nasty Pants Moore is <laughs> not is a sore loser and <laughs> and a pervert. And um, and uh, Christine Keeler, uh, rest in peace. Hopefully, you know, at last. Um, hopefully, she um, is finally able to enjoy um, some peace. Yeah, because I'm thinking like all of the. I'm trying to think. She passed. I can't remember when the Crown debuted. Did she pass away before that? I'm trying to think. Before that, I think she passed away before the debut of the second season. I think so, because the second season was December, like, 7th or 9th. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a few days later, yeah. Oh, wow. She died on the 4th, December, or she died very late on December 4th. Brought that all up again and her having to go through that Uh already happening, like, with all the articles I've seen, like, a bunch of articles or whatever about it. So, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, rest in peace to her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so those are my two newsworthy pieces for the week. You know, it's kind of a, it was a slow news week. I think it's just the end of the year, and mm-hmm. folks are kind of cooling their heels. People are cooling their heels. People are hopefully spending time with their family. And like, yeah, really awful. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like the viral thing, it's so funny because you know I'm just you know checking to see like you know what's going viral and like you know the nature of. Facebook and so you know especially Facebook um things kind of pop up and then you look at them you see like they happened a year ago so I found this like really interesting thing that for some reason had been shared like a bunch of times like yesterday and then I look at the articles and they're like from April 2016 and I was like get out of here like are you for real but it was something I hadn't heard of but still I was like whatever um so thank you to the Carters um, for trying to break the internet today. So Jay-Z released a 30-second trailer um, teasing the new video for his song Family Feud uh, from 444. It will be released uh, tomorrow, which, you know, this is probably coming out on Friday, so tomorrow. So it will be released on 29th, uh, which means uh, Merry Christmas. I guess that's their way of saying Merry Christmas um, to all of us or Happy New Year. Uh, <laughs> But um, it'll be released on Tidal, but, you know, that means it'll be on YouTube soon. So, um, you know, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan, you know, like I bop to, you know, the occasional Jay-Z song and, you know, Beyonce, like, you know, I am a person, so um, I am a human being. So, right. so you know, you can't not, <laughs> like, <laughs> bop to Queen B and, like, I know way more songs that I thought I would know, you know, for someone who does not, who has not owned a Beyonce CD since her first one came out. So, uh, so like, but I feel somehow like, know like pretty much every song. 
Um, wow. So, okay. Yeah. No, it's kind of it's kind of like you, you can't escape her. Um. So um, I don't want the Bay Agency coming after me. So I ain't gonna say anything bad. You know, I love you know Beyonce. She's a very talented girl. I like her. Um. <laughs> she's a talented young lady. She's a talented young lady. Hey, she's younger than me. She's a talent. Um. So yeah, like I said, not the biggest Jay Z fan. Um. Kind of turned off by the whole like Hove thing. Like it's not like yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll watch the video, i watch the trailer, um, I thought, like, the one, I guess, video I saw, you know, from the album was the story of OJ, and I really thought that was, like, pretty brilliant, and I, it was, like, way more than I expected from Jay-Z, I guess, like, I don't really have any, like, expectations, I know, like, he's, like, awesome or whatever like he's like the greatest rapper like not to me but you know like he's one of the best and he does it but um yeah so you know I, I love the story of OJ I thought that was brilliant so um you know looking forward I guess to eventually seeing it although the trailer it was there was just like a lot of religious imagery and I just could not get down with it but like the whole family makes an appearance um well not the two little ones sir and Rumi, i didn't see them but blue ivy was like um i am here i have arrived so she was in the video making her appearance and um yeah i'll i'll reserve judgment i don't think i'm gonna like it because of all the religious imagery or whatever um but i'll i'll look at it and see but I would just you know I just know like a lot of people were made very happy today because that came out not only did you know the new video the new videos coming out but that Beyonce is making a appearance and apparently someone I guess who's Becky with the good hair I don't know I'll find out wow yeah so that was kind of like the big news today um, everyone was very, very excited about that. So I was like, sure. Great. I always yeah. want more from the Carters, I guess. Yeah. You know, they like make announcements. Like I just remember last year when she made the, um, pregnancy announcement, you know, on Instagram with like a little picture and the whatever it was like, I think the first day of black history month, I was like, all right. There you go. First day of Black History Month, Beyonce's having babies. There we go. There you go. They make, you know, big announcements. So there you have it. Um, yeah, in, in terms of celebrity news, like, nothing, like, too big is going on. There were just a couple of things that kind of caught my eye that I thought were interesting. Um, one was um, Eva Marcel. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Eva Marcel is engaged. Eva is the winner of Cycle Three of a ne- America's Next Top Model. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I do know who that is. That's I was yeah. still wa- I was still watching it back then. Yes, right. We all were. So okay. <laughs> now they're on Cycle Twenty. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and she's right. also going. You know, she lives in Atlanta. And apparently she's going to appear at some point on this season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I'm a little behind on The Real Housewives and my Married to Medicine, which I really enjoy. Um, Oh, my word. You and these reality shows. And I'm going to 
you know, that's going to come up in my little personal, like, bit about this week. Okay. Uh, I was in the, you know, whatever, why I'm still behind. Anyway, so <laughs> she um, is engaged. Her fiancé is Michael Sterling, and he's an, an Atlanta lawyer and a former mayoral candidate. He was one of the many, many people who was trying to run for uh, mayor of Atlanta. Um, just last month, she announced that she was expecting a baby boy. And apparently he popped the question on Christmas Day. She showed her bling on Instagram. Um, so congrats to them. Congratulations. Good for them. Yeah. And just kind of the reason why, like, she's usually not someone who's on my radar. But I think by kind of the Atlanta connection, I kind of, like, picked up on. They've talked about her. You know, she's been kind of brought up a little bit more. And also because she has apparently a lot of, like, social media drama with her ex and the father of her three-year-old, um, Marley, which is such a cute name. Um, oh, that is a cute name. Is it a girl or a boy? A girl. Oh, Marley. Hi, Marley. Yeah. So, um, singer Kevin McCall. And, like, you know, there's been accusations of domestic violence. He's made hmm. some weird comments on social media about disowning her, you know, his child and, like, saying that she was practicing witchcraft around her and what? He's doing some weird things like posting missing persons ads, claiming he hasn't seen his daughter for a long time. Just like weird like stuff. He kind of like, yeah, so he's just kind of like just drama. So I'm just saying, you know, like, ugh, again, like choices. But just, <laughs> um, oh, Lord, you got to pick right. Um, just like poor Man. Michael, you know, threatening Michael um, Sterling, calling him councilman, and you know, like me <laughs> not like Sierra future future Russell situation so, mm, mm-hmm. so, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You know what I'm so I was just like mm, gosh similar just like mm, crazy baby, baby baby daddy and then you mm-hmm. like upgrade to a nice you know see, mm-hmm. professional man like silent mm-hmm. man and you know but you still gotta deal with that drama <laughs> Still got to deal with the drama from the, your first bad choice. And again, it all comes down to good choices, bad choices. And sometimes those bad choices will not let go. Oh, my gosh. They will not let go. Speaking of bad choices. So my mm. next story. Segway. Segway. That was just, that just flowed real nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um marriage boot camp reality stars now i will openly admit that this is not a show i watch because no but (laughs) wait what is marriage boot camp i don't even know what it is so clearly okay yeah okay so marriage boot camp is this reality show i don't even know what channel it comes on i just kind of catch it when i catch it like back in the day so it would have these couples on who were having issues and they'd have like uh, marriage counselors kind of help them work through their problems so they have like they have like a celebrity edition I think at one point but now I think it's just like reality stars uh-huh. but this one is like a reality star situation so it's like you know you got a team mom on there I think somebody was on the bachelorette and the couple that I'm you know kind of tuned into like I don't watch the entire show 
you know how like you just I just watch clips of them because mm-hmm. I just don't understand this situation. It's just so crazy to me. And I know this is something I've talked mentioned to you before and you have like really limited frame of reference for. <laughs> but it's um it's Peter Guns, Amina Butterfly, and Terry Tara Wallace. So Peter Guns and Amina Butterfly are the people who are on Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. Now And this are, is this is a couple. Yes. They're they're married to each other. They are married to each other. I, okay. They were main characters on Love and Hip Hop New York. And their just okay. situation is just a mess. Like I mentioned to the okay, so Peter Guns, you know who that is, right? No. Okay. Of course you you should know who he is. That's the point. So Peter <laughs> Guns is made famous. Um, from that 90s like banger remember deja vu uptown baby uptown that song uh-huh that was yes you know, that was a song back in the day they had like an atlanta version an la version it was the bomb or whatever it was mm-hmm. good so mm-hmm. him he's going around just causing a ruckus in the lives <laughs> of women who for whatever reason love him and just make bad decisions when it comes to him so wait, is that all he was ever known for? Did he ever do anything else other than the little uphill? You know what? Song? I'm sure because I'm sure he's done something else, but I don't know nothing else he did. Like, <laughs> like he's a producer, he has artists, but you know, like he, I'm sure he's done some stuff, but I know him as um, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, like Deja Vu. That's what I know. Twenty years. Okay. Ago. That's what I know. Okay, because that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So anyway, Peter Guns has about ten children from with several. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, sir. Yes. Ten. Ten children. From various, like, from are they all different baby mamas? Well, Amina has two with him, Tara has three with him, and then he has like some older children. Oh, Jesus. So older than and he's like a granddad at this point cuz like his older kids have kids. At least one of them, one of the older Right. Kids. Well, yeah, and he's old enough for that. For oh, sure, yeah, cuz but... he's older than us. So, yeah. Yeah, but he is like, in like late 40s just still with the tomfoolery. Just still like oh, no behavior, God. doesn't know how to act. So the background, so he was with Tara, who is like, who has like a master's degree, professional woman, seems to have her head on her shoulders, except for when it comes to this man. So she had two boys with him. They lived together, never got married. Um, Uh They were together. And um, he gets involved with Amina. Amina is German. Amina is a singer, was in a group with her twin sister. Um, I think it's called Black Butterfly or something like that. Beautiful voice, plays several instruments, supremely talented, like talented woman. Okay. Um, so he she becomes his artist or whatever, and there was some kind of apparently like he said on the show, like some kind of okay, your water pouring. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get my act together. Listening I audience, need you to get your act together. I was just, I was a little thirsty. Go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, great. So, oh lord. 
my god. I talked to someone else who does a podcast. He says sometimes he eats on while recording and it drives people crazy. And I was like, of course you do. I would never do anything like that. But he was like, you know, these moments are authentic. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so you're being authentic. Good job. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be. I was literally like, okay, I'm going to do this really quietly. <laughs> and a minute it started pouring, you're like, water pouring. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> never mind. Right. So apparently, anyway, Amina, yes. German, his artist. So apparently he said he married her so that she can stay in the country. So of course, Tara was like devastated by this. So there was a lot of, you know, like I think they were on Love and Hip Hop. They're not on the last season, but like three years or whatever of them back and forth, back and forth. Um, he's had, so he's still married to Amina, but even in that time, he's had uh, two babies with her. Like, he had a baby with her. She ended up aborting one baby. Oh. He got Tara pregnant during this time. Oh. And then after he got Tara pregnant, Amina had another baby with him. Oh, Lord. It's just make it stop. And at one point, he moved them into the same building. No. Yeah, no. so they have, like, the sister-wife situation. So he keeps going back and forth. Anyway, so they're on apparently they're on marriage boot camp reality stars to fix their marriage she's moved to to LA from New York so he wants her to move back to New York and she wants him to stop to just be 100% in and stop with Tara so apparently um, wow what a novel idea that he only be with one person (laughs) yeah and his whole thing is he was like I'm a bad husband I'm a bad boyfriend I'm I'm a good person. I'm like, no, you're not. You're no, not you can't be all three of those. You're no. just yeah. That's not how that works. You're the worst. That's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what you are. You are the worst. Right. <laughs> Officially, by all definitions of the worst, you are the worst. The worst. So, um, so they're on this show, um. Where they're supposed to be like coming to an understand, you know, trying to rem- remedy their relationship, their si- their situation, or at least come to a better understanding of their relationship. But of course, one person keeps coming up, Tara. Um, his name, Tara's name. He called her from production. They got that on tape and calling her. Um, her Tara's name was in his mouth so much that apparently in. Um, the producers are like, they need to do something about this. So they bring the finale, they bring Tara on the show. Oh, gosh. Right. And so, <sighs> the point where, like, he admits that he loves her, where, you know, he loves Tara, he, he loves her, and she was like, you don't love me. Like, <laughs> you don't love me, because if you love somebody, you don't do this, you don't do that. So she went off, and all this time, Amina's just sitting there, you know, listening the whole, this whole time. And so at that point, they decide that they're not going to be together. But even after all of this, she, Amina, she is so, I, I was like, I'm sorry. It sounds like crazy, but I was like, I hope to never be that in love where I'm that blind. Or she's just like completely, she's still kind of open to it. She still is like, she's like, okay, no, I'm not coming back to it up. But she, you can still see 
or she loves this man so much, she is still open to reconciliation. So I'm like hoping, you know, they're going to be on Love and Hip Hop New York next um, year oh. still with this um, sister wife um, situation. So it's horrible. Um, oh, it's so awful. But, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, he's horrible by every, like I said, every every possible definition of horrible. But, um, yeah, but I'm like, Amina, what are you doing? Like, you can't, this this can't be, the fact that you're even still, you know, even given all the history leading up to whatever season of this show they're on or whatever, it's like, come on now. Like, just have a little respect for yourself. Like, clearly, this dude is not worth all this, whatever you're going through, all these pains. Right, which is, okay, so this is what I mentioned to you before. Remember, okay, so I told you about the finale, and I had told you about my girl Cardi B. Before she became Cardi B, she, you know, um, Bodak Yellow Cardi B, she uh-huh. was on Love and Hip Hop New York. That's where she was kind of introduced. And they were on the reunion, and Peter Guns called her like a hoe. Okay. And like, you know, was like saying all this like horrible thing, you know, saying all these horrible things to Cardi. And she was like, um, you don't know me. How dare you? And she's like, look at you. Like, how can you fix your mouth to call me anything when you are, you're involved in that situation? Like, right. are you like, real? Like, yeah. you don't personally know my business, but all your business is out there. And she's like, and you have these beautiful, intelligent, talented women and you make you are making them look stupid on television. They look stupid. <laughs> so it, it was like she just like read him for filth. It was glorious. I watched it over and over again. <laughs> I was like, because yeah, because you know, Cardi is very rough around the edges, mm-hmm. but you know, like very hood smart, very smart girl or whatever. So like hustler smart. And so she just like told him like, no, 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 sir. What you will not be doing on on today is calling me anything when you know again like you are just like a hot mess right I'm like it, that's the thing it's like okay or whatever you can think whatever you want of somebody else call them out their name if that's what you feel like doing but like you need to own like you too sir are a whore you, you're right. a slut and so you might want to refrain just from calling people that because it's going to have to get thrown right back in your face. Right. So, yeah, so ugh, just ridiculous. So ugh. I just just pray that these women <laughs> just make Yeah. Kara is supposedly done 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 with him. So hopefully she like sticks to that and you know, and Amina just like wises up and just meets somebody right. who you know. Well, and that's the thing. Like I, although I'm, I'm glad that um, Cardi B put him in his place. At the same time, I have to disagree in that they are making themselves look stupid. Like they're allowing themselves to be placed in the position of oh, yeah. still, still pursuing this man or still trying to reconcile or still whatever with someone who's clearly over and over and over again proved himself not worthy of your efforts attention uh affection anything so um it's it's a two-way street like no one's making them do anything yes grown woman who has children 
and like you just need to make better choices and love yep. no whatever i was like no just no no okay so that's enough of well most of the tomfoolery there's a little bit more backstory <laughs> so another one, cousin megan megan update cousin megan so <laughs> you saw that she made her debut with out with the queen and the rest of the family on the christmas morning walk to church loved it yeah she was there with harry walking alongside prince william and kate uh, they both look so lovely i just want to can we just all go out for a drink together <laughs> i know <laughs> Like Inglewood, that's why I was like, she's like, feels like my cousin. It's like I know this girl. Like you know, I know this girl. I just feel like we just need to meet up for brunch. Um, just come, just holler, holler at me, Megan. I'm totally. I will make. I will make room on the calendar. Right. Exactly. So you know, she wore this like beautiful, like just like the most luxurious tan wrap coat, which sold out immediately. Um, Of course. Yeah, and she carried this, like, adorable little Chloe bag. It was so cute. Um, loved just her outfit and little hat. She had a little hat on. I was like, you are royal, girl. You got the little hat on. Yes. Because you got to wear the hat. You got to have the hat. Except separates you from the commoners. Yes. Absolutely. The masses. The masses. Yes. The hatless masses. The hatless <laughs> Darn, yes. Um, so after church, she joined them for the family for lunch, and then they all sat down to watch the Queen's annual televised address, which I watched on my phone. And of course, it was you did. Quite lovely, you know. Like I had to watch. <laughs> of course, you did. Oh my god, I am like you know, like I am like a London. Oh my gosh, you're such an Anglophile. It I am such ridiculous. an Anglophile, but like I feel like I am a citizen of the UK. Like, wow. Like, I was just born in the wrong place. You were. Um, so, yeah, so there were a couple little things, also, like, little controversies that kind of arose um, around them this week and kind of that thing. So, apparently, um, the British government is kind of in a little bit of a tizzy about um, the guest list. Um, mm. And about, have you heard about this? No. Okay. And about whether or not 45 would be invited. Oh, interesting. I would think it would just be kind of an automatic thing that heads of state from, you know, like, from like major superpowers would be invited. No, that you would think that, but no, no, no. Oh. So the thing is, this is not considered like a state event. This is like a private thing. Um, And to kind of um, put it in kind of context president obama was not invited to prince william's wedding interesting see i would assume that he was right that he was i was like in my mind like clearly him and michelle were there nope they were not they were not invited to the wedding they stated like you know there was just the additional security measures and all that kind of stuff but yeah no and like even for prince charles and prince um Diana's wedding, President Reagan was recovering from the assassination attempt, but uh, um, Nancy uh-huh. Reagan did attend, but she was also friends with the prince. So it was kind of like, it's it's mainly like the um, heads of um, like those, you know, European countries 
uh-huh. you know, are kind of invited. And I guess their kind of territories are invited, but not necessarily like the American um, head of state, like the American president. So, you know, so that's kind of the thing. But they're, with this situation, because Prince Harry is, you know, President Obama is no longer in office. And he and Prince Harry have kind of, you know, kind of formed like a real kind of a friendly type relationship. They're thinking he might be on the invitation list and they would not, um, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, 45 would not be invited. Uh They're afraid of his reaction if that were to be. (laughs) Because he's a a toddler. the toddler in chief the British government who like you know um, the prime minister may like invited him on a state visit but parliament they were so like outraged and they were like no we don't want him to come here he cannot come and so it's been delayed so they're like he hasn't even had a state visit there yet and like um, I don't think cousin Megan wants him there she's been highly critical of him uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of like there's no reason, no precedent res- necessarily for him to attend. Right. But that doesn't matter. That's not. They know that that's not going to matter to him. <laughs> that is just the saddest. Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. So yeah. So the fact that the British government, you know, like usually they don't really have anything to say. I guess like unless it becomes like a matter, like a state matter, a potential like. um um, I'm trying to think of the word I can't think of it. like an international kind of um diplomacy ma- diplomatic matter sure uh, then they would get involved with the guest list but otherwise it wouldn't be something they would kind of I guess get involved in but because they think this might be like an international incident if he doesn't get invited um so yeah so that's that whole thing it's been just like really I was like this is just the silliest thing I've ever heard of oh my god it's so frustrating it's just so i mean yeah it's just so ridiculous that this is these are the sorts of things that the world at large is worried about with regard to the president of the united states um you whether know like gonna throw a tantrum whether he's gonna throw a tantrum how do you avoid it and yeah all of that is just for the birds i just cannot it's just i i'm just so over him <laughs> so it's, over it so over it so there's one other little controversy oh do tell yeah so about the the prince harry so you know the bbc um reporter interviewed him and asking him about um you know like megan's first christmas and he was like the family loved having her here there's always that family part of christmas where there's always that work element there as well. And I think together we had an amazing time. We had great fun staying with my brother and sister-in-law and running around with the kids. Christmas was fantastic. Great. As it should be, your first Christmas officially, like, you know. Coupled. Coupled up, yeah. Yeah. And so they asked him whether, you know, they went on to ask if there were any um, royal family traditions that he had to teach um, her about the holidays. And he was like, yeah, there are plenty. He was like, no, look, she's done an absolutely amazing job. She's getting in there, and it's the family I suppose she's never had. Screech. Oh. Now, what was that in reference to? Because she has, like, a... Well, yeah, what was that in reference to? Because she has, like, a family, like, people. Yeah, but I'm like, 
I don't know that she has like I don't know if her family is like is huge or expensive or like I, the thing is like that could have been taken a number I think it could be taken a couple of ways. So it could have just been a kind of an offhanded thing, like oh I'm like you know you tell somebody even if you have a brother oh it's the brother I never had. And sure. It doesn't necessarily mean like dismiss your brother that you do have, but it's just like this is a unique thing. Uh-huh. That she, you know, has never had that she now has. Sure. Okay. Like, oh, our family's so much better, and I just really don't think he'd go there because, like, they're they're a mess. Uh-huh. So I don't know. So I just choose to think that, like, he didn't really mean anything by it, and it was just kind of like an offhanded thing. So somebody did think something of it. Who? <laughs> um, her half sister. Oh, Lord, not the half-sister again. Oh, girl, I wish he'd stop. She has emerged again. So, and she responded via social media, and she said, actually, she has a large family who were always there for her, there with her and for her. Our household was very normal, and when Dad and Doria divorced, we all made it so it was like she had two houses. No one was estranged. She was just too busy. Read my book, complete with facts and photos. Meg's family, our family, is complete with sister, brother, aunts, uncles, cousins, and the glue of our family. Our amazing, completely self-sacrificing sacrificing father. She always had this family. Marrying merely extends it. Um, so, you know, like she mentioned a while ago that she's releasing a memoir called yes. The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister. She says it's going to be positive because, yeah, that title sure sounds positive. Yeah, it sounds really positive when you when you call me Pushy on in the title. <laughs> I'm waiting for the positivity to just come flowing out. Yeah, and my thing is, okay. Me, myself, personally, she just, <laughs> I felt some kind of way about his statement. Because, you know, I can see if that I was her real family. I might be like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Nope, she got a family. Right. You know what I would not do? Uh, Go ahead and uh, send out tweets about it. Right, right. Because <laughs> if we were cool like you say we are, I would just pick up the phone and call her and be like, what he mean by that? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so you are doing a whole lot. The fact that you plugged your book in the middle of this response that no one asked for. Nobody asked for. So yeah. So Uh, she's awful. I need her to just stop. Like I need her to go away. And the thing is, it's so um it's not even original, you know, it's so like the stereotypical salty bitter family member who's coming out of just completely out of the woodwork to you know cast dispersions and (laughs) be negative nelly and you know and just it's so like do do you not see how like you are just fitting this like awful stereotype like just be quiet just be quiet no one cares what you think nobody cares she's busy i'm like she ain't too busy to see her mama you see her with her mama all the time yeah, she clearly just wasn't trying to be with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was too busy for you, like, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes, too busy. 
That's the kind of busy she was. Right. She ain't got time for you. Because I was like, I don't care. You make time for the people who are right. important to you. And clearly, she you, ain't, she, you ain't one of them. You ain't one of them. She you had, one of them. And you mad about it. You were mad about it then. And now you really mad about yeah, it. Yeah, you were mad about it because she was a star on suit. Right. TV show. Right. So you were salty then. Now you are just like Ooh, now Atlantic yeah. Ocean salty. <laughs> yes. Because yes. she is like about salty. to marry into the royal family. <laughs> and you are not getting an invitation to Nathan. Talk about who's gonna be next. Right. Let me get... being yeah. salty about not getting an invitation. <laughs> yeah. So I can I, I can think of one more person who might be tweeting. <laughs> About their lack of invitations. Yes, I mean, like, 45, President and, Tyler, and uh, yes. Samantha Markle, salty sister. Salty half-sister, hello. And see, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to go there because I come from a family where we don't do halves. You know, you're like, you're my mm-hmm. whole whatever, but you acting like a half-sister right now. <laughs> you acting every bit of the half that you are. How about that? Yeah, not cool. Not cool at all. So, Mm-mm. yeah. So, that kind of wraps up all the little <laughs> celebrity nonsense. Man. Quote okay, on, that was good. The, the quotes on the celebrity, but, you know, like yeah. I said, I'm hoping they get themselves in gear after the new year. <laughs> Oh man, you and I both. Good grief. I know. But still entertaining. Still entertaining, yes, always. <laughs> that is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that was very informative again. Thank you for bringing you knew up none to of speed. <laughs> well, I, I did I had seen some of the I didn't know about this half sister and I definitely didn't know about any of Mr. Uh Peter Guns and his um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. All of yeah. that mess. It's a mess. Mess. Hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. So yeah. No. So thank. Thank you for bringing me up to speed. Yeah, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. And so now we approach our uh, let's get personal uh, segment. Um, we're coming out of the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got home yesterday from a lovely time, um, with the sister and bro-in-law and all the kids, the kids who are not children mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but Oh my God, the pictures. Like, I didn't <laughs> recognize Jared. Like, he looks wrong. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Where's that little boy? He's not a little boy. None of them are little boys anymore. I know. Jared's all like rugged, rugged mountain man. Um, yes, I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, love them they're so sweet they're just all so sweet i had so much fun i have to say um going to my sister's is like a true vacation because i leave um ever since we got the cat i leave the dog at home with the cat mm-hmm. which means you know they're getting ba- they're getting their pet sitter who comes three times a day they're getting loved on and um i don't bring him with me he doesn't like to ride in the car anyway the cat doesn't like to stay alone Um, so they get to stay together and in the familiar environment, they get the pet sitter loves them. So they get lots of cuddles and extra attention and I get to be away a few days, um, where I don't have to be on the dog schedule, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of walks and all that. So I slept in every day 
So like well past 10 o'clock. Um, and then my sister is the consummate homemaker. Mm-hmm. So she's a, she's probably the best cook I know. I think I can say that pretty um <laughs> pretty much like across across the board um she she always has been she's um i mean my mom was a very good cook and my sister's right up there with her and um and probably a little bit more prolific because i think he's he likes to be a little more adventurous than my mom was and um so yeah so and she loves to do it she loves to cook she loves to prepare food for she loves to take care of people like that's kind of her thing is um her love language is you know preparing food for people and making people feel at home so um so yeah so I go I go away for like about four days of that and it's a wonderful thing like I wake up and she's like so what do you want for breakfast and I was like oh, I don't know what do you got you know That's so- <laughs> it so is nice. it's so nice and it's always just super yummy and um like I said just seeing all the boys and um the youngest, the niece, girl, um, all of them were just fun. And um, oh, and she, uh, my my niece, who's the youngest of my sister's four kids, is learning to drive. Oh, so grief. yeah, so I let her drive my car. Nice. She got a little too comfortable. Um, she <laughs> she was like, "Your car's really nice." I was like, "Yeah, um, slow down and <laughs> pay pay attention to where we're going." <laughs> She's like, it's really smooth, and it's like, you know, it's not noisy. I was like, yeah, don't. Mm-mm. So you're saying basically you're like at a bed and breakfast with a personal chef and, <laughs> and a chauffeur. Driver. Yeah, I had my own <laughs> chauffeur. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Can I just say when all the kids learn to drive, like all of a sudden you have all these, especially the, um, you know, with her, you know, she's 16, she'll be 17 in August so she's going on she's going on 16 and a half and um but the great thing about that is that you know she can totally drive and um she's but she can't drink so she's like a built-in designated driver a beautiful beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing so I feel like you know I kind of missed the boat on this having kids thing because they have (laughs) turned into these like wonderful um assets in so many ways one of which is um this whole driving thing which is terrific but uh, for that your sister had a whole lot to deal with with four small children oh my gosh yeah no because right now <laughs> i'm not gonna even try to get their ages right but they basically span from 16 to i want to say 24 mm-hmm Oh, just sorry. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. And um, so, yeah, so whatever that is and that entails, there's definitely a point where they were all under six. Mm-hmm. So, girl, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're um, terrific and a whole lot of fun. And they're all so sweet and they all love the Lord. And they're just, they're fun. And I had fun hanging out with everybody and drove home yesterday and, more traffic than I cared to drive through once I got to LA, but got here and yeah, now I'm just, like I said, I still have the rest of the week off. Um, and actually, um, even though I go in for a little bit uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. then I'm still off Monday and Tuesday. So I'm basically just kind of like 
easy my way back into work with a shift here and there. So that'll be good. And um, yeah, so it was just a good holiday. And I got, oh, here's very exciting. I got to go see the uh, episode eight, Star Wars. Oh, nice. Uh, we went to go see that the day after Christmas, and I really enjoyed it. I know it came out to very mixed reviews, but I liked it. I, I really did. There's definitely, you know, there was, it was long, and there were definitely parts that were slow and felt like maybe could have been a little edited. But other than that, I thought it was a really solid continuation of the story. I'm excited to see where it's going. Um, yeah. I, it was a good, good, solid addition to the uh, Star Wars. I don't even, it's not a trilogy anymore. It's uh, whatever. <laughs> saga. Saga. <laughs> yes, the Star Wars saga. So that was really good. And I got, I got several really nice Christmas gifts this year. And I, nice. yeah, I was really, so, I was yeah, shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Um, because I feel like, whatever, I'm 44. I don't expect a whole lot for Christmas anymore it's definitely more about giving um, I was super excited to buy the things that I bought for for the people that I love and to watch them open their presents and all of that so that for me has has for a long time now been the best part of Christmas um, so I think I'm always like just touched when I get like really um, nice gifts and and I had a few gifts that I totally didn't expect one from a co-worker one of my wonderful co-workers got me these two beautiful um, Tiffany um, toasting flutes. Wow. Yeah, totally like blew me away. Uh, and they're gorgeous. Um, so just, I mean, just a beautiful addition to my glassware um, and, and really lovely, uh, just lovely gift. And, um, and I got um, from my sister and my brother-in-law, Ray, they got me... Um, I had it was on my list, um, so I was excited that they picked off of my list and got my um, a turntable for my vinyls. Oh, nice! Yeah, so um, so now I'm just looking for a place where I'm going to put it in the house. Um, but that was exciting too because I was like, okay, I, have to, I really, you know, I wanted a turntable, but I was like, you know, I didn't have to have it, so I hadn't invested in it for myself, and mm-hmm. so it was the perfect gift. So yeah, just a lot of, I mean, and that's just a couple of things. There's several different things that I got. Um, you gave me a lovely gift, Missy. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I sweet. It perfect. I I envisioned you using it while we're. Um recording yeah yeah no I should have brought it to the car with me I'll do that next time um I definitely used it last night though it's a lovely um stemless wine glass with a phrase that we learned from one of our other favorite podcasts which um it's a what was it like an old I want to say like an old Hungarian phrase. That's probably totally wrong. Not Hungarian. No, I think she said that her mother, a friend of her mother's, whenever they would get together, uh-huh. the ladies would get together to kind of talk and drink or whatever. Her mom's friend would always say, um, let's sit crooked and talk straight. Yes. And so I've been okay. with that. Every it's time I heard it. such an awesome, like old school, like, yeah, something that you're, 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 parents or parents friends a saying that they would say so yeah let's sit crooked and talk straight and that's what the what's that's what's inscribed on the on the glass that she got me so I love it I was so excited to get that so yeah so just a a lovely lovely Christmas um and um 
and, and a good time with family and, you know, and, and like a good few days at home, you know, I love my home. So mm. um, the opportunity to be home for a few days with nothing, really nothing to do. I could probably like, I could pick up some projects and do some things around the house, but nothing has to be done. So it's terrific. That's perfect. It's kind of funny. You'd mentioned like the gifts because mm. like I, you know, always, I was just very pleasantly surprised by the gifts that I've gotten this year because you know, like again, like once you're older, you don't have any kids, like you don't really get anything. Right. I'll get things from my parents, but then I even told them, I was like, don't give me anything. Like, really, I can just buy whatever I want. So, like, <laughs> like don't right. worry about it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this year is just kind of surprising, like to the point where one of the God girls, the oldest one, um, we were taught, we were in the mall and we were shopping and we were talking about Christmas and she was so excited. We were talking about gifts. And um, I was like, well, you know, you know, I'm an adult. Like, I don't really get anything. And she's like, you don't get any presents? And I was like, no, not really. And she was like, she thought she took a beat. And she's like, well, that's just sad. (laughs) (laughs) I died laughing. She said it. And like it wasn't, she wasn't being like sarcastic or anything. Right, she was genuinely touched by your sad she was, story. She's so like just empathetic. She was so just like she just felt so sorry for me. It just really meant what she said. Like that is just like it was just like the saddest thing she'd ever heard. So, oh my god, that is hysterical. <laughs> it was so funny. So yeah, so lovely gift. So yeah, um, but the thing was like you your week and your description of your week I kind of had like the polar opposite week. <laughs> you god you really did so um like I said like last week I was at you know the besties house like enjoying her family before they went off on their Walt Disney family vacation with mm-hmm. their, um, in- all their in-laws their extended family and so it was a quiet house and, you know, it's a little bit of a drive back for its home. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I was just going to sit around because the kids were so excited the night before. They would not go to sleep. And it was just like a whole bunch of activity that I was like, I'm just going to sleep in. I'm going to take my time and go back to Atlanta when I got good and ready. And I was going to spend some time catching up on Married to Medicine and Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's okay. what I'm going to do. Until I got a phone call from my mover. So, again, I moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta. But mm-hmm. I left behind some of my items. Some? A whole lot of boxes. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I, you know, I came out to California. Um, what was that, the end of January? Uh, you mean the end of November? Lord Jesus, it's not even <laughs> January yet. <laughs> the end of November the first week of December to get the rest of my things and have them moved to Atlanta so again like that was like a while ago so the guy I was like so how long is it gonna take and he's like you know because of Christmas it might be like 21 days or whatever so I was like cool that's fine with me so as I was relaxing at the besties home and um enjoying my um reality tv binge binging the mover called me and said 
Um, hi. Um, yes, we will be arriving on Monday. So, as you you know are aware, Monday is Christmas. <laughs> I still cannot believe that Christmas Day was even an option. Like, who delivers? What? It doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, and with, I had all these reactions, and I was like, um, because he didn't even say Christmas. He was like, oh, we're going to be there on Monday. And I was like, Christmas, Monday. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, Monday or Tuesday. I was like, okay, Tuesday. He's like, but most likely Monday. And I was like, you work on Christmas? And he was like, yes, I just need to get home before, before by New Year's. And I was like, Okay, so New Year's is what you care about. Christmas, you know, being with your family and friends and all that, whatever. No, who cares? So <laughs> that meant, like, at this point, it was, like, kind of late in the day oh, on Christmas Eve or whatever. So that meant, no, Christmas Eve Eve. So it was the 23rd. So that meant, and then, yeah, so Sunday, Christmas Eve was on a Sunday. So that meant the, I had to go get money and do all this stuff. So I'm like, and they only accepted two forms of payment, a U.S. Postal Service money order or cash. So I was like, oh, shoot, my closest bank is 70 miles away. So I have to leave, like, immediately. So it totally, like, just put me in a whirlwind because I had to get to the bank right. or it closed. Like, I couldn't even get to, like, the post office in their town was closed that day because <laughs> it's like a little town. Right. And this was so, Saturday, right? Yeah, it was a Saturday. So their post office was closed on Saturday. And so it just like had me in a whirlwind. I basically got to the bank 30 minutes before it closed. So that was like, okay, fine. But again, had me blood pressure up, had me just like rushing craziness. So also, uh, duh, I had um, Christmas Day you know, dinner plans with my family. So right. that completely, like, so I didn't know what the time was. It just said Christmas Day. So I'm like, fine. So the next day they ca- called me and they said they will be there between four and six. Of course, dinner we're meeting is called for three o'clock. So I was like, okay, so I can't even go to Christmas dinner. I have to go and hang out at a storage unit. Right. Night, basically waiting for you guys. Right, because it, it is nighttime at like four twenty-five, basically. <laughs> like, right. So I oh was just like, okay, of course, of course, of course, of course. So this is like on my brain and or whatever. So I'm, you know, finally like fine. You know that was taken care of. I well before that, I drive home, get in a car accident about two blocks away from home. So I was like, this is just the cherry on the top of my day. This is it. That was chaos. I'm still a little, I'm still dealing with that. I'm a little too angry still to talk about that incident. Just knowing I have to go to, I have a court date that I have to go to to fight. It's it's just ridiculous. I'm just, ugh. ugh. (laughs) It's so awful. It's so ridiculous. And then, oh, I didn't tell you like this part. So when I get home, I pull up into my life a complex i'm going up the stairs like taking stuff up or whatever because i had you know bags and stuff that i had with me mm-hmm. and i see something on the back stairwell and i was like what is happening here and so then i'm you know my second trip or whatever i see like a foot and so i freak the hell out and right. so i run down the stairs 
I see two guys who were like by who worked there by the trash thing. And again, you know, Atlanta, like I come to believe that people are polite and southern hospitality. And then I meet people who are just jerks. Uh. Who are just rude. So there was like a younger man there and then an older man. So they were like, you know, cleaning around like the garbage chute or whatever outside, whatever. And I was like, um, hello, do you work? I tried to call the complex or whatever. And I was like, you know, see if there was some kind of security around. Because one, you know, I guess the automatic thing, you know, whatever. So I try to call security first. No one answers. Then I go to the guys. I see two men. So I go up to the two men that I see that were like right there. And the guy was like, I was like, hi, you know, there's, how are you? Do you work here? And he's uh-huh. like, well, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't work here. And I was like. Just because you are doing the trash does not mean you work for the complex. You could be a contractor. Right. And so I was like, you know what? Not today, Jesus. Not today. Not today. So I, well, not Jesus, but not today, Satan, because that was just the devil. And so <laughs> I, um, I, continue, I was like, well, and I tell him the situation. I was like, I think there's a guy who's like on the back step. And, and he was like, well, ma'am, you should call 911 first. And I was like, well, I don't, okay, he's like, you know, this is your community, you live here, like, you know, you should just call 911 first, and, let, and I was like, well, and the other guy was like, well, he could just be sleeping, he's like, well, that's not up to you to, to decide, you need to call 911 first, and I was like, good lord, okay, I was like, could you as a man just go see, right, like, why is this, why, why am I in trouble here, right, why like, are you giving me a lecture, I just, I really, I really have issues with the lack of chivalry sometimes. Just some basic stuff. Like, I hate it when dudes don't step up for just some real basic, like, can you just go see about this? And he was Come like, on. okay, when I finish doing this, I'll go see. I was like, says the man who feels like I should be so concerned that I should call 911 immediately. Right. So wait, you know, 20 minutes. Or two. I was like, whatever. So I went back with the steps. I kind of like coughed and the guy like lifted up. So I was like, okay, he's still alive. But I don't know. <laughs> okay, I so it's not a court. Locked the door. And I guess, you know, when I went back out again, like no one was there. Um, oh, my so word. That was that. But then, okay, so the mover. So I decided, okay, I'm not going anywhere Christmas Day. I don't have any, um, you know, so I'm going to cook dinner. So I cook dinner at home. So about 11 o'clock Christmas Eve, I get a call. No, no, no. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, I get a call. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll be there tomorrow between 10 and 12. So they're not coming on Christmas Day. They're coming the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, I enjoy my Christmas, have a lovely time at my family's, great dinner. Oh, my God, her sweet potato casserole was the bomb, the best I've ever had. Sorry, Aunt Hattie, but it was the <laughs> bomb. Oh, Aunt yeah, because Hattie's is amazing, so much that my cousin calls it the goodness. So it is really oh. good. This one, she had, it was like the sweet potato, and then she had a layer of praline pecans. And oh, the marshmallows. Oh, oh. Mm. Decadent, 
and just so good. It was yeah. It was dessert. It was so good. I was gonna say that was dessert. That wasn't a side yeah, dish. That was dessert. And so then we and we also played Black Card Revoked, which was so much fun. Have to get that game. Okay, great. I'm sure I would be terrible at it. Oh yeah, you're you're. I don't know. You you know you hung around. You're in Black Student Union. We're hung around the Black peoples in the '90s. You might do good. Yeah, you Mind know. I mean, well. I feel like I get my black card revoked at will for various things, and then I get it reissued for various things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, I got to enjoy Christmas dinner, so that was nice. Even like had a lovely Christmas Eve dinner. My friend's husband cooked like a gourmet five course meal. Ooh, it yeah. was so delicious. Like every, like consomme girl. He made consomme. Like have beautiful like goat cheese and beet fennel like salad and lamb and potato fondue. It was just he made his own mango sorbet with like candied um cashews. Girl, it was just I it was like I felt like I was at a restaurant. Nice. Yeah, it was so good. So um anyway, these freaking movers. So I get to George <laughs> Place at nine thirty. They show up at 3.30, basically. So, and I am, like, repeatedly calling them. They're like, oh, we got behind. I'm at our last, you know, place. We'll be there in 30 minutes. 30 minutes becomes, like, an hour later. So, again, I basically waited at the storage unit for five hours. When they get there, um, they were like, you told us that it wasn't very far. And I was like, it's not very far. Like, where they entered the truck, like, I was on the first floor. They had to go upstairs. They're like, oh, no, it's far. It was, like, maybe 25, 30 feet more than what I told them it was going to, than what they said that they could take it into the storage unit. So they're like, we can only take it, you know, it'll be an extra $75. And I was like, I promise you, I am not paying you another dime. You are so late. I have called you. I've had to call you to find out where you are and when your your ETA was. No one's communicated with me. I, you know, you just like disrupted my whole day. I had like things that I needed, to, other things, you know, work things that I needed to take care of that I had to like just push back and like just cancel altogether. So I was just like, no, no, you're not getting another dime. Right. So I was like, leave it wherever you have to leave it. He's like, I don't make the rules. And I was like, but you're the only one here. Here, you can make the rules. You can decide to be a decent human being and like not leave the single woman by herself at the storage unit, lifting boxes and pushing things in the storage unit. But no, that couldn't be you. And so one guy sat in the truck the whole time, and the other guy had to move all the stuff. And so he would move the stuff to cart you know, to the to point where he couldn't move any farther. I would then drag the cart all the way and then take the stuff out. And then we did this, like, maybe four oh, times. So and then, like, at the fourth time, like, one of them, he's like, oh, this one's really heavy. I was like, in, like, the look that I gave him. If looks could kill. Oh, my gosh. I can and, only imagine. And then the very last, like, little thing, he was trying to, like, bring it in. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't try to like be helpful now and like right. sorry at the last one, not the heavy one, but the very last one. I was like, get out of here, get so, out. It, and of course, there was like a review. I gave them a horrible review, um, evaluation, and like 
And I was like, I hope they don't fix their mouth to ask for a tip. Like, please don't. Oh, my gosh. You have got, yeah, please don't even. I cannot with this sort of thing. Because, again, like you said, you've got three burly guys whose only job it is is to move boxes around. You're talking about 30 feet, which is nothing. Because I'm sure they had, like, a wheeled cart thing that they were moving everything on. Two wheeled carts. Okay. So, you're not, it's like basically zero effort on your part and it's taking exponentially longer for you to stop at point a and you to drag it from point a to point b on your own without their help i mean it's so like it makes it's 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 beyond the pale like it makes no sense whatsoever you are making this process go much longer Cause like it really could have taken like I did not have that you know like I had a lot of stuff for me but in terms of what people have in storage I didn't have that much stuff I had like you know 41 boxes mm-hmm. so you know have like a small unit like it was not that much again four carts and they were done and right was- and if if the other two had participated they probably could have been done in like 10 minutes like it would not have taken any time no because it had actually there were two of them and one did all the moving. So it was basically him going, him coming back. Him going, him going back. The other guy just stayed in the truck the whole time. So I don't know if he has to stay in a truck to just make sure the stuff, you know, no one takes the truck. I don't know what their deal was. But I was like, the gate at the storage unit is closed. It's like Fort Knox trying to get into a storage facility. Like, you have to put in a code to get inside. You got to put a code to get into the building. You got to get a, put in a code to get on the elevator. You have to put in a code to get out again. Like, you can't just go back out. Like, so I'm just like, no one's doing anything. Come on. So, yeah. So, that was the movers. That was the day after Christmas. And, like, I'm still dealing with this accident stuff. And I'll be dealing with that through, like I said, January, this court date. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's a whole lot. So it was a whole lot this last week of um, good old 2017. 2017, you know, nothing could be worse than I think like 2016. 2016 was horrible, but 2016 mm-hmm. has been something else. It's been something else, but lots of transitions. A lot of the things are self were self inflicted this year, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't be like that mad but yeah it's I'm just like ready for New Year's Eve like I'm you know gonna work tomorrow and I'm gonna do some more stuff at the storage unit just trying to just make some sense of what's there because I just you know like I you know packed up all my parents stuff or whatever and my stuff and didn't really go through all that stuff so I'm just gonna spend some time doing that and working and then I'm gonna head um out and I'm going to spend New Year's Eve in Nashville, so that should be fun. Yeah, so yeah, that's been my week. And again, kind of like the abbreviated version of all the madness that went on this week, but you know, I made it through. You made it through. You survived. <laughs> I survived. You're a survivor. You know, like the car accident just complained about all the foolishness, like I I'm okay. Like, you know, there's right. you no know, you know, just grateful for that and you know, even with the storage stuff, like all the headache that caused me and all the stress, like it's done. 
You know what it's I mean? Done. Yeah, it's, it's done. Over. It could have been this like lingering thing where I still had like all this stuff still in LA and I wasn't completely moved. Like I'm completely moved. Yeah, it's finally oh. complete. Yeah. Good. Oh God. Um. So quick year in review. Um. More not so much a year in review, but we're gonna talk real quick about just what was our. What was our high point for this past year, looking back at 2017? And then maybe just one thing that we're looking forward to or a goal that we're going after in 2018. Right. So would you like to start that off since I've been talking about the last 10 minutes? <laughs> sure. Take a, take a breath. <sighs> um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. So... Um, 2017 was, I would say, a pretty solid year. Nothing, um, you know, like like I definitely have had worse and harder years. Um, And it was just kind of just a very kind of even year all across the board. So, But I would definitely have to say that my highlight would be, um, well, actually, it was my last trip to Atlanta, which was my Atlanta slash Kentucky trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, because it was on that trip that two uh, major things, um, one, uh, I closed on my first investment property. So, uh, I am the proud owner of the cutest little house in, um, Atlanta in Jonesboro out there. And, um, and that was, that's been a goal for a while or, in terms of just figuring out investments, what I wanted to invest in, whether it was going to be property or something else, and uh, deciding that um, being a uh, landlady was what I wanted to do. So, um, so yeah, so that was huge, obviously a big, big deal, and um, really excited that that went through and that everything's been really pretty smooth since then with our with our tenant and everything. So that's all been good, and then. Um, the other thing is um, that same trip, we, um, we, you and I went to Kentucky and we got to see um, you two in concert, and that was um, absolutely amazing. I, uh, that was. it was, it was epic. Um, we got, and I, you know, it was the the latest tour that they just finished is the Joshua Tree tour, where they performed the Joshua Tree album, which is the album that I really came to know you two on, um, from, I think, yeah, most of our generation, like, became familiar with you two through the Joshua Tree, um, which I still think is probably the best album that they've ever put out, Mm -hmm. and, um, to have the opportunity to have seen them perform it live and in concert from beginning to end, they literally took it as an album should be heard from the first song Mm -hmm. through to the last song, um, it was, I mean, you were there. I cried salty tears. Of joy. I have some of the best of yeah. Andrea. Yes. Yeah. It was the, it was, it was like a worship experience. I was so, um, just again, taken. It was like that Prince thing all over again. It was, a- it, was it was, it was, I was, um, yeah, I, I did not know I had such strong feelings about YouTube, but I really did. And it was um, it was so good. So. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that was and that was basically kind of like my birthday trip. And, you know, so it was a, a bunch of things all kind of balled into one. But um, such a good trip and such a so many um, highlights 
um, during that time. So, and then I'd say for 2018, what I'm really looking forward to is um, I'm having a procedure. This is going to sound like, why are you looking forward to this? But this is going to make sense in a minute. I'm having a procedure done on my ankle at the beginning of the year. Um, and um, it's, it's been a problem where I, I hurt my Achilles and I'm finally getting it taken care of. And the hope is that the procedure will heal the the issue with my with my Achilles and and in doing that the hope from my lovely podiatrist is that I will then be able to resume running now every time I say that I kind of chuckle to myself because it's like oh I really just need to get back to running like I'm some sort of like Olympic runner (laughs) or whatever is like the passion of my life Um, that's not the case but running has always been the one like straight up cardio thing that I enjoy. Like I like running. I'm, I love the sort of freedom of it, how like, you know, just the discipline that it takes. I love everything about it. And I have not been able to run now for two years Mm. and I've really missed it. Like, and I've, and I've just to the point where like, I will see people like, you know, there's always, you know, it's LA people run, (laughs) you know, everywhere. Um, and I'll be, you know, in traffic coming home and people be kind of like run past, you know, on the sidewalk. And I've literally like been coveting, like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> show. literally I've been like, show off. <laughs> just, yeah, just running past my car, whatever, you know, um, because, yeah, I just I miss it. And I feel like that is really my goal. Like if I can um, if I can begin this year you know, healing, getting healed up and back to my baseline in terms of my Achilles and I can get, get back strong again and running again. Um, that will, that will be it. Like I will be happy for the 2018. Like that is my main goal. Um, okay. Cause I feel like there's a lot of other goals tied to that in terms of like feeling good about myself and, um, you know, weight loss and fitness and all of that. Like, I think there's a lot of things just tied into that one thing. So um, so yeah, so I am, I'm looking forward to starting the year off, like working on that intentionally. So, okay, good, yeah. good job. So what about you? Okay. Well, 2017 was a pretty big year. Lots, it's, you know, my big year of transition. So I literally kind of started the move, like basically um a year ago today uh-huh um yeah a year ago today we had your dinner your yeah. final your final actual final dinner here oh yeah everybody at my house i had so many it was like a farewell tour when i was like <laughs> it was a farewell <laughs> tour i had so many dinner <laughs> yes oh my god hysterical <laughs> crazy um so yeah so it was kind of like you know the last dance you know last kind of LA thing um wasn't quite sure like what was gonna happen I kind of had a like you know a time limit for you know if I was gonna stay or come back kind of thing and you know it hasn't been like seamless like you know there have been quite a few challenges you know with this transition you know transitions are uncomfortable um and I don't want to go too much into it but you know 
it was you know it was a difficult year it was very it was challenging yes um but even in out of those challenges you know I have been blessed immensely um I'm so you know just you know my whole thing is like God got me like he had my amen such a big way um as well as my my tribe like my family my friends Mm -hmm. like I mean I just could not (laughs) you know they've just been like a tremendous um support I have a tremendous support system so that's been um amazing um Mm -hmm. but I think just just getting to this point has been like the highlight of um 2017 but you know I guess the biggest thing is like you know um deciding to become self-employed yep Um, an entrepreneur that has been like the biggest change and also the biggest blessing and um I'm just you know it's just freeing and something I've always wanted to do and you know in this year's transition it's you know everything kind of led to this and and all, and all the things that were difficult or challenging pursuing this um kind of path was the one thing where like all of the roadblocks were kind of removed so right. it was kind of like oh this should uh-huh. be hard oh i guess i should be doing this cuz uh-huh. it was like the way was made clear for me so uh-huh. um so that was just like a wonderful thing about this year and next year like my hope is just to continue um to just grow my business um it's you know I just felt like you know this last quarter I've really kind of gotten started and you know just laying the foundation and the framework and just ready to just like attack you know 2018 and just receive the blessings that <laughs> yes know are in store you know from all of my hard work and just you know just knowing that you know what I have in store so yeah so I'm looking forward to 2018 I know it's gonna be good awesome yay so exciting it is it's very exciting scary but exciting scary but exciting well yeah I think lots of the the most exciting things in life are um have a a fear component to them Mm -hmm. so um it should be scary um that's which it's not necessarily a bad thing no not at all. I've come to that point right now. <laughs> Yay! Very good. Well, all right. So, um, I think that we're good for for our, our episode two. We've gone, yeah, we've gone a we little long. Say we had a lot to say. Um, if anyone is still listening, um, <laughs> Godspeed. Uh, bless you. <laughs> bless your New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yes. Yes. Uh, I pray that. Um, truly just thanks for listening thanks for following us and everything and um i just hope everybody has a great new year's um and new year's a safe and sound new year's Mm -hmm. eve um designate a driver if that's your thing Mm -hmm. um be safe out there and um and have a good time and we're just gonna um do our credits as we uh play our uh theme song as we go here so, Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. And it's available now, you guys, on Pocket Cast, Google Play, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And also, please um, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps get the word out about us. 
and take some time to come to our Facebook page, like us on Facebook. And if you have questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to talk about, give us a, give us an email. Shoot us an email at waittillmeeverything at gmail.com. I think that's everything. I think that is absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. We said I'll it talk all. to you later. Yeah, all we right. said it all. We said all that there is to say. All right. Bye, girl. Talk to you later. Bye.